You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, we're talking about the root cause of racism and how to elevate our consciousness. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, what's up? Ladies and gentlemen, James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning into a very special episode here on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Whew. It's been a hard week for so many of us. And uh, ain't that the truth, you know? Here's, well, let me just, I'm going to do something a little different today because, you know, I, I love to start each episode, uh, especially the Monday episodes, like catching up with you, chit-chatting, you know? And I have so much to update you on my life. Like all kinds of really, you know, new changes and developments and stuff. And since the last time we've kind of just hung out on the podcast. But I also realize like the longer I do that, the more I risk, you know, the longer an episode goes, the more people leave or don't get to the end or they click off or they say, I'll come back to this later because I only have a certain amount of time. So I always understand that, you know, and I ramble at times. (laughs) So today's episode is extremely important and it's extremely powerful and it's long. It's really long. I mean, long is relative, but it's longer than our most of our episodes. So I'm not going to do that here. I'm not going to spend too much time talking to you here. I just want to get right into it. And then, um, I don't know how I'm feeling. Maybe we'll do a little chit chat at the end. So basically I'll just get into, I'll just get right into it. So, you know, last week I went searching for a lot of answers, you know, especially about just racism in general. I've really had some incredible people connected in my life that have been there to support me and to share so much with me offer so much wisdom. And today's special guest is no exception. And one of the things I teach my clients and my students all the time is the power of context. You know, when you change the context, you can change the way you see the situation. And when you change how you see the situation, you tend to have or feel more empowered on what you can do or what you should do or how you should even think about and feel about the moment. And this episode will be extremely illuminating for most because it will offer not a different context. I would just say a deeper context, perspective, perception. You know, my shaman always talks to me about the importance of perception and separating or untangling our emotions and our feelings from perception. And so let me get into today's special guest right now. So her name is Makozi. She's the founder of the royalshaman.com. She's an executive coach and authentic African shaman that helps burnt out conscious visionaries fulfill their highest potential using mindset, mindfulness, and metaphysics mastery. By utilizing a long list of spiritual abilities and her unique Align in 3D framework, She assists high achievers to discover their purpose, decode their essence, and break through the blocks, keeping them from becoming limitless. 
She bridges ancient spiritual wisdom in a modern practical way to resonate with people from all walks of life by applying fundamental spiritual truths to help high achievers consciously create satisfying success in the real world. The wisdom she shares is an all-inclusive, non-religious, and practical. Her clients walk away with a completely different perspective of their life and the world, and I think that's what's going to happen in this episode, and they obtain the tools they need to be happy, successful, and fulfilled spiritual beings having a human experience. Again, this is a very powerful and important episode. I'm going to make a huge request to you. A lot of times we're, as entrepreneurs, we're like, let me get all the information. And the more information I learn, the faster I learn it, the more successful I'll be. So if I 2x speed things, I can I can listen to twice as many podcasts. This is an episode I'm going to, and you'll hear in the episode why. Eventually, do not 2x speed this. Don't speed it up at all. Keep it at that 1x speed. And you might actually want to slow, pause, rewind, listen to parts again. There are layers to this. And it goes pretty deep. So... Do what you can to, you know, be present too while you're listening. Like I know we listen to podcasts while we're like cleaning the kitchen or whatever, doing the dishes. <laughs> I'm looking at my dirty dishes right now as I say that. So just do what you can to stay present. Keep it at normal speed. Listen, absorb. And I invite you to listen for a second time or a third. All right. Without further ado, let's hear from Makosi. All right, ladies and gentlemen, very special interview, very special guest today. My guest is Makozi. Makozi, thanks for coming on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on in, uh, in such short notice. Really excited to get into today's conversation. I'm going to actually open the loop that you shared, uh, the, the comment that you shared in our group. We'll kind of leave that dangling for a moment and we'll, we'll share a little bit more about your background, what you do, who you help and how you help them. But just the other day, you know, talking about everything that we're all going through right now, the conversations around racism, you had a really fascinating comment that really, really jumped out to me and really um, had me, you know, asking for more, begging for more. And I know our listeners are going to be feeling the same way. And one of the things that you said is there are very few people talking about how we can actually use our consciousness in order to stop repeating the cycle. And I want to hear more. I want to know more. And I think that's where we're going to start today. Before we do that, could you share, take a moment and share a little bit about you, your background, and who do you help? Sure. So my brand is The Royal Shaman. I'm a fully initiated African shaman and also spiritual mentor and teacher. And I typically help entrepreneurs high level, super ambitious, usually burnt out. <laughs> I help those entrepreneurs master their mindset, mindfulness, and metaphysics. So this is my playground. And now we get to kind of play with it a little bit and look at how we can actually change the world using a little bit of science, a little bit of spirituality, mm. kind of just bring it all together in a really practical way. Yeah. For those that don't know, what is an African shaman? Like, what does that really mean? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> can you answer that in less than an hour, please? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Yeah. I know a lot of people, if they even know what a shaman is. Right. I mean, not everyone really even knows. Mm -hmm. We actually serve as a bridge. That's the one word, you know, answer. Right. A bridge between the unseen and the physical realms. Bridge between, for myself, 
Uh, part of my role is as a bridge between people, so races, cultures, spiritual systems. So I live in a place that is outside of really any collective, any tribe of people and look for those things that connect them and then also help them to have a deeper understanding of each other and of themselves and really create some more authentic unity mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I don't know if you knew before the the show, I don't know how many of our listeners know, but I've been working with a shaman my, myself. Uh, it, it started five years ago, but it doesn't take a very linear path and then really accelerated in the, in the past few years. So, I'm curious even just like what this time and, and even just what your experience is in general, because he talks to me so much, Don Javier talks to me so much about perception, right? And you, you shared about you know, being able to see the unseen. What is that like for you in a time like this? And just in any time in general where you have perception and you're working with people that can't see what you see. Yeah. I mean, whenever we say seeing the seen or the unseen, of course, we are talking about the aspect of reality that is non-physical, like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's intangible, but we are also talking about seeing the unseen perspective or kind of reading between the lines type of ability. So I would say one of my greatest gifts in the world is that I can hold multiple perspectives at the same Mm. time. And most human beings are very attached to their perspective, their reality, and believe that that is reality. And there are many, 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 many realities at any given time. Mm. And all of us have the capacity within, if we choose, to choose a reality and shift. And so, you know, we can all contribute to how to actually change what is happening. But it requires us to have (laughs) some really uncomfortable conversations. Yeah, you know, in the in the experience I've had over the years, uh, we we call them shamanic deaths, right? When parts of those perspectives that we held on to so tightly and strongly, those version of reality that we believe is reality starts to strip away, and it turns your whole freaking world upside down, mm-hmm. you know. And this time has turned my whole world upside down, and everyone I'm talking to as well. Do you see that ultimately? I mean, as a, as a good thing, like even, even as we go through this time, like what's your perspective on, on that process? While I absolutely have so much compassion and and understanding Mm -hmm. for where people are in this moment, I am also really, really freaking excited Mm. because anytime you have these opportunities. That's what it is. It's an opportunity for us to choose to look at these things that we've been kind of sweeping under the rug. And, you know, yes, we're talking about this right now, but we could have been talking about this three months ago or three years ago or 30 years ago or 300 years ago. So this is a thing that once you understand the process of how these things work and how they go, and then what comes out on the other side, when people 
really just embrace it, then you will start to be excited by, by people being triggered. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I, I love how you said that because I, yeah, I get that. I get that a lot. So, okay. So going back to your original post and we've kind of created, you know, an outline that we're going to guide through on this because I know you have a lot to share. And I think this is just going to be so powerful for all of us, myself included. You know, you kind of start with this premise of how we can use our consciousness in order to stop this repeating of this cycle. Can you start there? What is What does that mean? Take us through that a little bit. Mm. Well... <laughs> There are various levels of consciousness or sometimes even when we use the term consciousness, a lot of people don't even necessarily understand what they're saying when they're using that word. So just make it a little simpler. We'll just talk about their own awareness and really paying attention to what's showing up in their reality and using that as a tool to then create shift within themselves, which then affects shift in the outside world and and within the people around them and so on and so forth becomes this incredible ripple effect. But it starts with having the awareness and then choosing to take complete and utter total personal responsibility for what is popping up for you. Mm. So each one of us, you know, your podcast, I've been listening for a long time. So I know we can get a little bit woo here, <laughs> just a little bit here. Can you push um, it a little bit more is really what I'm asking <laughs> you to do. <laughs> I mean, I will keep in mind who's listening because they're going to get this. I know mm. that they will. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about so often we say we create our reality from the inside out, right? Mm-hmm. Those of us who are either spiritual or just energetically minded at all. We create our reality from the inside out, but it's not just one, like I'm creating my own reality, my own individual reality. No, actually I'm also contributing transformation to the greater whole reality by choosing to work on myself or shift within myself. And that is the most powerful way that we create change in the world. Let me see if I can interpret what you're saying because from a different um, way of saying it because something I think I'm, I'm hearing from that is that most of us aren't aware of what's the right way? Like who we are and what we're doing has a greater impact and ripple effect for all. Absolutely. Like your change changes others. Yeah. I mean, people come to me so often with questions like, how do I get my partner to support me? Or how can I get my family to stop giving me such a hard time and treating me like an outsider? And then out from there, you know, to their community, to their state, to their nation, and then to the world in in general. And the answer is always, who are you being? Yeah. Who are you showing up in the world as? So even in this particular topic, a lot of the language has been as if we are separate from our family or separate from our community or separate from the system, but actually who we're being is contributing to the system. And it's all of us, every single one of us. If you can see something in your reality, it is within you. 
Mm. Otherwise, you wouldn't see it. It's essentially the opportunity to look at where you are either contributing to or being affected by what it is that you saw. Yeah. And something I want to reiterate what you said is thinking you're separate from the system. Can you even elaborate on that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That one's a, that's a big one. So yeah. we, we like to talk about certain entities as if we are the victim to them mm. or we are like, it's us and it's them. Like the system, there is no actual system. The system is us mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way that we're operating in our mind and the structure that we've placed into society based off of who we're being all of us. Yeah. Even when we say, you know, something like government, the government is just people. It's just people. So when we really like sit with that, I know there's a lot of things that I'm saying and it's kind of like a trademark of being a spiritual teacher. We say things and it's one layer. You can get a lot from that layer, but the more you sit with it, you see another layer and another layer. And at each layer, there's incredible insight that you can get and shifts in your own life. And those are the kinds of things that then create the change and move the system forward. Yeah. I also wonder if when some people are listening to like what you just said, it starts to be translated in as like, well, I don't want to go into politics. I don't want to go into government. Like that's, you know, they're already going into 3D action of like, so can you even maybe even speak to that? Because to me, it doesn't mean I need to go now into politics, right? That's, that's not what it means. Yeah. Please don't just run off and say, oh, I heard this interview <laughs> and now all of a sudden I feel like I should be a politician. Hmm. Please don't do that. <laughs> but this is about looking at really taking time to go into self-reflection. And before you do anything really examine where you are contributing to the issue that you're seeing and being really honest about it, really self-honest. It doesn't have to be something you even go and tell everybody, I'm such a horrible person, yada, yada. You know, we don't want to do that. But really being honest about how you've been showing up and contributing to an issue that is part of the system And also how it's influencing you because Mm -hmm. it is influencing you Mm -hmm. in some way, even if you weren't aware of it. The trick to that is that it's not just in one area of your life. It's in all areas of your life because we are, we're holistic beings. Whoever you are being is showing up in your business, is showing up in your, you know, church or your spiritual organization, or when you stop and pick up food from a restaurant. You're taking yourself with you everywhere and influencing others with yourself or being influenced by others on a very core level. And the more that you become conscious and aware of yourself and how that's unfolding, how that's playing out in your life, then you become truly empowered to actually make change. But if you don't do that work first, if you don't do hate calling at work, if you don't move through that first and you just go into action, 
which is what I see almost everyone do, then you haven't taken the time to actually look for and understand what the root cause is. So then you're acting from a symptom, then you're just creating more symptoms, Mm. creating more issues because you weren't really being mindful of what the deeper cause is. And so the action part can make you just feel good. Like, oh, I feel like I'm doing something. I feel like I'm making change, but nothing's actually happening except more problems. (laughs) Or you could be distracting yourself. That's usually, I see a lot of people going for that, like distracting themselves completely because they feel judgment or they feel shame or guilt on themselves when these things come up. And it's so painful sometimes that they don't want to continue. They don't want to hold it and look at all sides of it. And you really have to take the time to be honest without all of the extra crap on the crap. Like you already feel crappy enough. Recognize your humanity, but don't put more on there because then you're just going to default to, Mm. you know, acting or distracting yourself and not actually resolving the root issue. That's so good. Can you talk about the root issue? And I know you also, you know, mentioned something in our outline. I want to make sure we touch on so many of these things, if not all of these things, that current events are not cause and effect, but sequentiality. Can you yeah. share about, about this? Oh, so in our, I'm going to revert back to a few different things so that we can have a really whole picture here. But in all of our ancient spiritual systems, there was this understanding that the world is actually not just cause and effect. Like I do something to you and then you do something as an effect. But actually it's sequentiality the order of sequence, the order of events. So if I do something to you and you've never experienced that before, you may have a totally different reaction than you would if it was something that you had experienced before. So why this is really important is that we can understand, we'll use the example that's happening right now, but this applies at any time. Right now we have rioting, over a black man's death. And a lot of people think that the riot is caused by his death. Mm. And it is absolutely not caused by his death. You know, as a shaman, like we look at symptoms, but we only look at symptoms in regards to, okay, what is that pointing to? How far back does this go? And let's just deal with the root issue. And then all of the symptoms get resolved at once because you you healed the actual problem, not just, you know, pop the pill. Right now, our riots are pills. We've been rioting for a long time. Mm. We've been fighting for a long time. And the issue is still there because no one's talking about the root cause of the issue. No one's talking about that. And it goes back very, very, very About 2,000 years, actually, if you want to look at history. Okay, so there's a few root causes here. Mm-hmm. Just a, literally just a couple root cause issues. So this actually goes back to, mm, let's say, around the times of the Greeks and the Romans. There's this African proverb that really summarizes this well. And the gist of it is that the child not embraced by the village will burn it down. So what we had, and I think I should preface this by saying, for the people that are not able to 
actually see me. <laughs> I am, I'm mixed. Like my mother's Caucasian and Native American. My father is African American and Native American. And I grew up with, in, with my Caucasian family. So I had very interesting experiences because I live my life as a black woman. Like that's how I'm perceived. But my ancestry is so diverse. So we had a situation about 2000 years ago, this approximately, where we had our European ancestors who were, if we're being honest, living in areas that were not abundant on the planet. If you're looking at, for example, Northern Europe, we're looking very cold weather, right? Not easy access to food and shelter and just like the basic human needs. And then we have other areas in the world that are very warm and food just grows naturally abundantly everywhere. And so really what was kind of instigating some of the issues all the way back then, what we are still seeing happening is that we had people who didn't feel blessed. They weren't, they didn't feel abundant in their own life. They were lacking. And then there's another group here. We're talking about Egypt in specific, you know, specifically, but then it spread. But in Egypt where the Nile was, you're looking at like all this lush, mm-hmm. lush being. And when someone is not embraced and brought in, there can be jealousy, envy, all of these things that get stirred up within you. And then it gets passed down and it gets passed down and it gets passed down. And so we're just seeing like the, the root cause of this is not hate. It's not hate at all. It's really coming from a deep place of lack, feeling lack because when you are an abundant person when you have access to everything that you need in the world you don't have time (laughs) you don't even care you just want to just give away right Mm -hmm. help Mm -hmm. others etc that's the natural human way of being but when you are not feeling loved feeling one part of etc then you go around doing these things crazy thing. And now we have a situation where now it's kind of like things are turned, but the root cause is the same issue. So now you have a group of people who were brought to this land against their will and still feeling outside. They're not being embraced by the village. And so they just want to literally burn it down. Mm. So it's a very similar story at the root that's the thing that we want to heal. That's the aspect that we need to work on in order to resolve these issues, not just going and taking taking action without really being conscious of where is this coming from mm-hmm. within ourselves? Well, I know an obvious question that's going to start coming up is how, right? And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we can start answering that question. But I hope everyone listening that just... I don't know, like with everything I teach, I, t- I talk about context all the time, right? And with when you, you can look at like the 3D, you can look at the events, you can look at anything. And then 
when you put it in a different context, it can change the meaning. It can change the way you look at it, which can change the way you approach it. And so I'm just grateful that you're sharing this because it, it does allow for a different perspective, something that, you know, holy cow, like there's something to do. You know what I mean? So is that where you would like to go next? Cause I, I mean, I have, <laughs> I'm just going to share with our listeners, like you've given me this unbelievable outline of topics. Do you want to go and, and, and answer that? How do we want to start looking at how we pull out and heal the clear, the root cause? I think before we even get into that, we have to understand how these things end up being passed down. Mm. Because what I do see a lot of is people saying that was my ancestors. It wasn't me or I am not my ancestors, but in all of our, all of our original systems of understanding a human being, all across the world. And I've done my research on this. Mm-hmm. You see this very important piece that everybody is like missing right now, which is it's pretty much absent from relig- any religion really that I've come across. And it's also just absent in our culture, our way of being, which is this understanding of ancestral, I'm going to call it ancestral spirit, but you can also just call this DNA. We don't have to even take it outside of science. And what those cultures did, all of our cultures, original cultures, did was there was this very important component and understanding of the role that ancestors play in our life. And that we, even though in our our minds and the ego or identity aspect, like I'm Makosi, that might not, you know, those experiences and ways of perceiving that may not have been exactly how they did. But there is no part of me that's just me. Like right now, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, James, like that's not your nose. Mm-hmm. That might have come from a grandfather well, two generations back, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's your eyebrows are not you. Your entire being is this beautiful meld of DNA. And even science has told us now they're finally catching up <laughs> to thousands of years of spiritual wisdom. But they're finally catching up and telling us that any traumatic event is passed down for, you know, it was like seven generations. Now they're saying as many as 19 and I'll go ahead and just tell you, it's going to be more. Mm. They're going to find out that it's more. So what that means is that understand what I'm saying. Traumatic. It doesn't mean like something happened to you. It could be even you doing something that is elevated or out of the norm. And you're carrying that in you. But it's, you're very, you can be very unaware of it. It's not necessarily an experience that you had, but you are unconsciously behaving in certain ways because of that DNA, ancestral spirit being passed down. But we all have the not only capability, but responsibility to say, you know, when things come up, the buck stops here. I'm taking responsibility for shifting this. I'm the one who is in a human form right now. I'm alive. I'm the one that can really do something about this so that it's not being passed down to my children Mm -hmm. and their children and so on and so forth. So I can see in society, there's a lot of little things that are kind of shifting and people don't know 
why they're even doing it. Hmm. Like humanity as a collective does not understand why all of a sudden we're obsessed with DNA yeah. and finding our ancestors. And, uh, and I've gone, I, when you showed me your outline and you, as soon as I, I mean, my eyes went right to DNA and I'm like, I am so glad you're talking about this because most people they're hearing this for the first time, like from this context and it's just going to be like a game changer. So I just kind of want to connect dots back to what you've said. So people are still following along because we kind of started with this, like, Hey, you create your own reality. That's awesome. Right. But it's like this collective reality that we're all creating. So like, look at the reality of what is like, we can't deny the, the reality of what is, and then say, we can have the awareness that we're also all creating that and take full responsibility for that. And now this understanding of like, even if you sit there and say like, but that wasn't me, I'm alive in a different time, which would be not taking responsibility for it. We can start to have a deeper understanding of saying that it's like this subconscious programming. It's this, it's this coding in the DNA that's being passed through us, that's being activated. And because we don't look at our DNA. We don't have like it in front of us with like a list of like, here's your DNA. How would you know until, you know, it starts to get pointed out to you, but there it is. And we can change that. Can we not? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's we absolutely can. And it's, you know, I see a lot of people who, you know, are seeking either spirituality or metaphysics and so on and so on, like biohacking. There's so many different ways that people are trying to heal something that they really don't even understand that they're trying to heal. Most wow. of these things are people trying to heal something that is, you know, in indigenous culture, we, this is ancestral healing. It's healing something that happened from the root cause. And it could be generations back. It's causing you issues in your life. But because it wasn't necessarily coming directly from an experience that you had, it can be really difficult to figure out, well, I've just always been this way. How do I fix that? It can be really challenging to understand that it's really about you have you taking responsibility, not even necessarily having to understand the full picture uh -huh. or know the exact ancestor that it happened. I mean, I do that type of work sometimes, but the healing is the same. The healing's the same. And anytime that something's popping up as a trigger, it's because it's in you, you know, it's mm -hmm. in your DNA, then who, who you are on a uh, subconscious or unconscious level. Yeah. But by bringing your awareness to it, now you can actually start to see and move through and start to shift it in your life, which then shifts it in all of our lives because we are collectively co-creating this reality together. Mm -hmm. I feel like the metaphor that comes to mind is like the pebble into the pond, right? And like we might experience that ripple, but we're a part of that same pond. You yes. know, we're a part of that original, as you say, root cause. Is how the good next question to lead us into? Because I know people yeah. listening want to know how. Yeah, let's talk about how. And I'm also going to bring in a little bit more about that ripple okay. effect, right? You know, science calls it quantum entanglement, where any shift that we make shifts the nature of everything <laughs> around us. And all of us are doing that all the time, whether we're aware of it or not. So as you're going through and understanding the how, understand that each 
step that you're taking is already creating the change. Yeah. Wow. It's not always about the action. It's that by bringing your awareness to, you are already shifting things for everyone. So if you start to feel guilty about like, I'm not doing enough. So we put a lot of emphasis on the doing in the society. I really want you to understand that piece that by just allowing yourself to get aware, allowing yourself to sit in that discomfort is beginning to create change. Because you kind of said this before, and I talk about this with business all the time, that busyness can be a distraction. I'm hearing that the doing can be a distraction from the awareness, from the the healing and the, and the healing of this process and the root cause. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. It can be a way of just trying to feel better, trying to bypass the actual process of moving through things. Mm -hmm. And here we're really bad about this because we're just like, love and light. Everything is love and light. And a lot of people don't want to feel the discomfort. And out of that, you know, not wanting to feel uncomfortable, it's easy to try to just skip over it. Right. right. But there's definitely stages before that. Yeah. Do you want to, do we want to get in that? Well, no, I, I want to actually lean into that more because that's something I see all the time in like the manifesting world where it's, it's like, I I've always said there's a, there's a difference between like being, you know, positive thinking and outcome oriented versus just burying your head in the sand and denying what is. And you even said it, we both said it, like, I forget the exact words you said, but like, this is really good. Like, this is very exciting, you know? So you can see what is and then see a silver lining or you can see it better. Cause even me talking to some, some of my friends and talking about my experience of experiencing this, like a shamanic dad, people are going through this time from going through the pandemic to going right into this, like what the is happening? Like it's the end of the freaking world. And I say, maybe it is. And there's a whole new world that awaits us. And that gives us some hope, right? So I don't know. Could you just talk about that where, where people just want to just say love and light and kind of be the, the ostrich with the head in the sand? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people come to spirituality wanting to feel better, right? Mm. So there's part of them that wants healing, but we want that. We just want to get to the healing. Like we just want to already be healed. Get to, get to the end, the destination, you know? Fast forward the movie. Yeah, to the end, the credits. So that I can see them kissing at the end in love. Oh, so true. Right? Yeah. That's what everybody really, they, they really desire that. But the problem is, is that when you do that, you start actually creating almost like a shell of a human being. Mm. Because we came, part of being a human is having the full range of experiences. No one watches a movie like imagine how boring that would be yeah. if you watched a movie and like the whole movie is like for dry, clear eyes. Because I, I went to film school and I've talked about this. We were taught screenwriting and they said every page of dialogue, every page in the screenplay must have conflict, must have emotion. There must be something. Even if it was like, let's say that this was the movie and it was like, hey, Mokozi, you want to go grab dinner? 
you couldn't just say yes. There had to be conflict even in that. And if you now watch like TV movies, there is a conflict. There's little resistance. There's something every minute of the movie. So yeah, exactly. We're, we're meant to feel. That's, that's huge. Thank you. Yeah. We are meant to have the ups and the downs. And it's up to us though to choose what we do with the downs. Mm. Right. Mm. So we can, a, a lot of people will get into this place of I'm, I'm working on myself. I'm broken. I need fixing. Right. And they, that's the perspective that they choose. And then there's the other perspective of, I've had these things happen to me, I've had these experiences and they really cause some issues in my life, but I'm choosing now to use that as fuel for transformation in my life. In my life, we're, we're talking about a very specific subject related to racism. I grew up in small town, Southern West Virginia. I mean, I've experienced so much racism. I've blocked most of it out from people trying to hit me with cars to not even be able to, being able to get a date to my prom. Just insane things happened. And part of me was like, I just want to, I don't want to deal with that. Hmm. I'm going to just blame all these other people. But after some time, I'll, I'll tell you the catalyst for that was actually meeting my, or rejoining up with my next door neighbor who him and his entire family were racist. So we constantly had issues literally right there on the block Wow! every day because we went to the same school. We were at the same bus stop all the time. He would try and hurt my brother and I. He and was a what, kid like about your age or the parents or. Yeah, he was the same age. Okay. But his parents, right? His, he had got it from his parents. Yeah. And then they were passing it down. He lived with like his grandma and grandpa and his mom. And they were way worse to us. And we're kids and they're adults. And they would be, you know, shouting racial slurs across the fence mm. if we were outside playing and so on and so forth. And I saw him when I was an adult. And it kind of just made me aware of how much the environment that we grow up in shapes us. And he saw me and he was like super friendly. And I sat and I thought, I got in the car after that and I sat and I thought, and I was like, you know what? I just realized that he was just behaving out of, you know, what was like the norm. Like as a kid. As a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a kid, he was just, it was not, he was not aware of what was actually happening mm. and why he was behaving that way. It was all coming from his mom and his grandparents. And then I started to look and I was like, oh, this is actually coming from back and back and back and back who knows how long. And just none of them have gotten aware and realized that that's what's happened. Mm -hmm. So it's really important for us to, look, I've already got off on a tangent, we do that all the time around here. <laughs> Already got off into a tangent. Oh, we were talking about bypassing. <laughs> right. <laughs> bypassing. Yeah. Bypassing. And so many of us just want to skip the actual moving through the pain, moving through and, and getting uncomfortable and deciphering and understanding on a deep level what is happening, what we're thinking, how we're behaving what beliefs we have about the world and then ultimately who we're being. And each one of us has inside of us, we'll call it higher self, but you could call it your spirit or your soul, but an aspect of you that is the true you mm. 
that is going to present things in your life as like a big blinking light. We'll call it a trigger, but it's like, hey, we have this thing that's out of alignment with who we truly are. Mm. So you need to examine that so you can get back into alignment. And that light's just going to keep getting bigger and louder until you do. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so now we see, like we can see that this is huge. Mm-hmm. And every year it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Now yes. we're looking at, you know, riots and protests all over the world. Right. And guess what? If we don't take the initiative and take responsibility to look on the inside, I mean, who knows? Maybe next year the aliens will come down and start protesting. <laughs> <laughs> we need their help. I mean, they are helping, but it would be great to have them down here. Yes, the little green men are going to be front line and center. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I mean, it really, like, it just especially hearing you say it the way you are, it's like when I look back at things I've worked through from, you know, becoming the person I am today, it's like it's that same experience. And what the way you say it, it's like we're just doing that on a massive collective level. And I don't know, there's just something really exciting about that to me. Yeah. I will say too, it's also really important to look at, I keep reiterating Mm -hmm. how it is not only affecting you, right. But also how you are affecting the issue. Mm. And that's for every single one of us. So I just gave an example of how I was being affected, but as I was starting on my own spiritual journey, like when I was going through my very first initiation, I was exploring how I was creating and furthering certain stereotypes and bias in the world as a light-skinned woman and how I was judging people based off of these systemic issues. I grew up literally 15 minutes from my father. I very rarely saw him. I'm only saw him maybe a handful of times as a child, even though he was so close. And I literally had an experience of him where he left me on my 11th birthday in a restaurant eating by myself. And so I was like dealing with this abandonment. But I realized from that and then the kind of the narrative that was out there of this stereotype of black men are not fathers. Hmm. They're absent fathers. I was contributing to that story in my own life and also in others. That was the reality that I had created for myself and then for others. But when I became aware and moved through the layers of how I was contributing to that, I decided, you know what? This is only one reality. There's a whole other reality. And actually the numbers show that black men are actually the most present fathers. And I chose to find evidence of that all around me, in my friend circles, etc. And then, you know, now my own husband is probably the best father I know. But I had been contributing to that narrative. And that was then affecting other people as well. So all of us are doing, you know, we're, we are contributing and being affected by. So we have to become aware of both sides, not just looking at yourself as the victim, not just looking at yourself as the perpetrator, yeah. but both because you are, you're both. Yeah. Well, wow, it's huge. 
So you want to go deeper with quantum entanglement? Where would you like to go now? Because I know we've, you've got some stuff <laughs> there we can go deeper with. Yeah. I mean, let's not go too deep with the quantum entanglement because okay. that's really just understanding that, yes, we create our own reality, mm -hmm. but we are also contributing to the greater reality that exists. So just because yeah. something doesn't exist for you does not mean it doesn't exist. You know, it's kind of back to that bypassing thing. A lot of we do see a lot of that happening right now. Like I've never seen that. Well, I mean, I live in a very safe neighborhood and still now, every time there's a police officer behind me, I'm automatically, there's like a pit in my stomach hmm. because of experiences I've had Yeah, with being assumed to be X, Y, Z, which mm -hmm. is absolutely absurd. But we all have to just recognize and understand that other people's reality is part of reality. It just might not be our reality, but we're still, it's this big, huge co-creation that's happening. So yeah. I think we could probably dive a little bit deeper into how people can actually love it, shift through some of these things and yeah. actually create change yeah. so that we don't have to keep having these same challenges. You know, these obstacles really are opportunities for us to create a new world. Mm. <laughs> Easy, but really true. The old world is, it's dying. Mm -hmm. Death is painful, right? Or rather, let's say birth is painful because <laughs> this is birthing the new world. Right. Yeah. Birth is, I mean, James, I don't know how many times you've given birth. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, zero so far <laughs> in this life. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you know that it's not, right. it's not a walk in the park. Yeah. So... So I've really kind of just broken this down into really four steps, mm -hmm. but they aren't even necessarily, this is not a linear process right. at all. They can be happening all together. Sometimes you may move through one and go into another and then have to go back. And maybe you go through all four and then you have to start again at another layer, but getting in the practice of it and staying aware of what's happening in your life as things are coming up regularly. I actually recommend my clients to do this every night before bed. Mm. Just kind of take an inventory of what happened in the day before you go to sleep. And you can go through these steps when you're in a little, you know, kind of like a calm state and no one's there like, you know, yelling at you or pointing fingers or whatever. You can kind of do that. So the first step is the realization. And so usually what that looks like is there's a trigger, something happens, maybe you get angry, you get sad, et cetera, and then a realization, boom. Some people will call a realization like a download or, you know, all of a sudden they just become aware of something is existing behind that trigger within me. And just taking a moment, this is probably the shortest step, taking a moment to get clear, get clear on what that realization actually is and what it actually means. Does that make sense? Yeah. I want to unpack that a little bit more if we can, because I, I feel like it's like there's steps even within that first step, right? It's like, there is that trigger and then it's about real, uh, becoming aware of the, the trigger and then looking at what's causing or what's behind that trigger. And that's the awareness. Yes. That's the realization. I mean, that's, that's what you're looking yeah. at. Okay. 
Yeah. So the realization is really looking at where's the root Mm -hmm. cause of this issue. And you don't have to go to the ancestral level, right? Like the DNA level to understand what the root cause of this is, whatever, you know, whatever that awareness is, it could just be, well, when I was growing up, I, you know, at five years old, my grandfather said blank. And from then on, that was how I saw the world. Could just be that. Or any memory that's connected to it, you can use and then go through the steps. Mm. And then if it needs to go deeper, you can go deeper. So just to even clarify with that, when we're looking at that realization, it's it's looking back to something, whether it's a, a memory or experience, an event in our own lives. It's not like, well, she's just a witch with a B, right? Like that's the root right. cause. Of, she's just a crazy person, right? Okay. Got it. Yeah. The realization is where you understand when you had an experience, because all of us are having experiences all the time, but we are the ones who are choosing a perspective uh-huh. and we're choosing a perspective that's in alignment with who we believe ourselves to be. So there's a, a story about an eagle. Maybe you've heard this story, kind of like a parable type story, mm-hmm. but essentially it's about this eagle egg falls out of the nest and the eagle's born and raised with chickens. So the eagle believes itself to be a chicken. One day it grows up and it's pecking on the ground with all the other chickens and another eagle flies by. He says, well, that's strange. Why is this eagle pecking with all these chickens? Let me go find out what's going on. So he flies down and looks at the chicken eagle. And he says, why are you down here pecking with the chickens? You can fly and you, you're you a masterpiece and you eat these incredible you know, rats or like whatever you can find. <laughs> and the chicken eagle looks at him and he's like, what? I'm a chicken. Don't you see I eat seeds? Now there's more to that story. I'm not going to go into all that. But the point is, is that we are constantly looking to perceive things, perceive our experiences in a way that reaffirms who we think we are. I feel like this would also be a good time to just throw in there because the, the, this, the term came up for me, cognitive dissonance. Do you see that as the exact same thing? I see it totally as the exact same thing, especially because people are always like, I'm so tired of people saying that just resonated with me. That just resonated with me. Mm. Actually, if things are resonating with you, that's something that's just reaffirming who you already believe yourself to be. Mm. Mm -hmm. The more important things are the things that you are dissonant with. Wow. Those are the things that are, the opportunities for your transformation. Those are the things that are the room for you to expand and step into the next level and become more in alignment with your higher self and all of the amazing things that come with that. Hearing it the way you said it, it's almost like when you say like, I just so resonate with that. It's like, thank you for keeping me safe (laughs) and telling me nothing that could threaten my model of the world yes, is now how I translate that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just kind of sitting with that one for a minute. <laughs> that's, that's really good. Okay. 
So even within this first step of realization, there's some, there's some steps. Anything else you want to add there? You want to go into the next one? We can go into the next one because um, there's just no way to really, even with these steps, right? ES took me a minute. I literally had to speak this out to someone else and have them break it down for me because this is a process that really just, it happens on such an unseen aspect of ourselves. It's really hard to kind of just put your finger on it, but each one of them is going to have steps within them and you're going to have to go back Hmm. and forth and there's steps, but they're really happening all the time. It's like, it's more like a spiral, Mm. you know? Wow. Yeah. It's more like a, like a spiral for sure. Yeah. And you're going up and down that spiral. (laughs) Up and down. Oh my gosh. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So the second step of this is contemplation and The contemplation part is a piece a lot of people miss because we can get so focused on the realization that we had in that aspect of our life that we forget to look at the holistic picture, looking at all the different ways in which this issue popping up in our lives. So it's affecting all the areas of your life. So if you are noticing Let's say, let's, let's use the example I was using before of how I was contributing to this narrative of absent black fathers. And I maybe first had the realization in relationship with my own father, but then I have to go, I have to do the even deeper level and understand, okay, how is that affecting me in my dating life? How does that affect how I look at my brothers? How does that affect how I look at the man sitting on the bench at the mall? How does it affect me hiring in my business? How does it affect who I choose as friends? And so on, and so on, and so on. So it's going to show up in many different areas because who you're being is showing up everywhere. You bring yourself everywhere to everything Mm -hmm. you do. So there's no like, oh, well, you know, mm, I have a diversity coordinator in my business. And so I think I'm good on that. It's affecting every single thing mm. in our lives, from the partner we pick to how we treat the mailman to, you know, how we how we perceive things on social media, and so on. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let me ask this question right here, <laughs> because we talked about the what was the word you used? Bypassing. You know, it was like avoiding, right? As a marketer. <laughs> When I ask somebody to do something, I always want to say, what's what's the benefit? What can I say is like the so that, the, the reason why. What can you share right now for someone that's like, ah, oh, but that's just too hard. I want to skip that. I don't want to do that. You know, how can we, for lack of better words, sell people on the, on the process? <laughs> sell people on the process. Well, there's many so that's. Mm-hmm. There's many, many, many so mm-hmm. that, and some of them are major, mm. major so that. Some of them, I'm going to just venture and say that probably a lot of the people that listen to your podcast, James, want to have an incredible impact in the world. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah. And if we go back to the understanding of quantum entanglement, 
you're having an impact just by existing. And your impact is literally affecting everyone just by existing. So one of the benefits of doing this level of contemplation and self-exploration and self-mastery is that the impact that you get to leave behind is unprecedented, right? Yeah. It is literally changing the world when you do this level of self-exploration. Wow. You are literally becoming the change that you want to see. And everyone else shifts when you do that. There's no greater level of impact than that. And then even on a more kind of tangible level, some of these things that we've been avoiding looking at is keeping us from incredible opportunities, incredible opportunities. There's been many times in my life as a woman of color. I mean, I'm just underestimated all the time, Mm. left and right. And I look and I just see how much people have missed out on what I had to bring to the table in those instances. And also, you know, on the flip side, when I was doing those explorations, I realized I was really, you know, back to the example I was using just to kind of keep it really tangible. I realized that I was missing out on, in my dating life at the time, on some really great potential partners because I was putting them in a box. Hmm. And once I broke that box, like anyone who meets my husband, like that's like the ideal man. Like everybody wants one like this. Hmm. And ha, he's mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I win. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. You also, you know, had mentioned about higher self earlier and, you know, your higher self bringing you these like neon lights and sirens. Is it fair to say, I mean, it just brings in more of who you truly are. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're... There's also, I mean, on an energetic level, mm -hmm. there is a misalignment when sometimes we say words like I see that happening a lot on social media right now. And people don't understand why like their words are being attacked, et cetera, et cetera, because there's a misalignment between the words that they're saying and who they're actually being. Right. There's misalignment between their authentic self and what they're portraying themselves to be. And that's an energetic thing. Like we can just feel when someone's lying. Mm-hmm. We can feel that. We can feel like if somebody says, I'm not racist, I have black friends. (laughs) No, we can feel that misalignment of energy within a person. And sometimes even you, if you're in tune with your body, you will feel that misalignment in your own behavior, in your own thinking, in how you move through the world. And that causes serious anxiety in a person. Very experiential anxiety because it's like I'm saying one thing and portraying one thing. But then inside, I know that there is something's off. Even if I don't know up here in my mind that something's off, I can feel this misalignment. And that can manifest in like a lot of different ways. 
we could have a whole other episode about how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, getting in alignment with yeah. with who you really are is right. like a whole topic. But it's just important to understand that this is affecting every area of your life. Your revenue in your business, your your relationship with your parents, your future relationship with your great grandchildren. It's affecting everything. We have to stop looking at ourselves as if we have compartments. A human being does not have hmm. walls within. It doesn't exist. That's not a thing. You cannot really separate who you are at work from who you are at home. We see that like playing out time and time and time again. So I really think that probably the best way I can kind of summarize what the so that is, that you get the benefit of literally ultimate emotional freedom. Because through these contemplations, through these steps, anytime something comes up for you, you then have the tools to break free from it, hmm. to move through it and actually heal it. And so you're never in a place where you are being controlled by what's happening outside of you. Yeah. Hey, you did a great job marketing it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I will take my trophy now. <laughs> no, but that was, that was really great. And I, I'm so glad we went on a little tangent, you know, for that. I think that's really important. You want to go on to step three? So let's go on to step three. Step three is integration. So this is where you kind of move out of your head and then start moving these things deeper into who you're being. So a lot of people talk about, you know, you have to kill off the, the ego. You've got to kill the ego aspect of yourself. But if you do that, then you're really not, it's not even really possible to do that. Mm -hmm. All of us have an identity, who we're being, who we're showing up in the world as. So the integration piece is really examining, okay, if this is who I've been and I have these characteristics, and this is how I've been operating in the world, who do I want to be? Who would I be that is healed of these other issues? And how does that version of myself operate in the world? What would that look like? How does that person make friends? How does that person associate with people at a conference? How does this version of myself treat the cashier at the grocery store? How does this version of myself understand what's happening on the news, et cetera? And then the integration piece is making that choice to decide, okay, which identity do I choose to be? It's always your choice. You can do all this and be like, mm, no, mm -hmm. I think I'm going to stay the same. Of course, the problem is going to keep coming back up for you because your higher self is saying, hey, this skin doesn't work on us anymore. We need to go bigger because there's another level for us. So we need to shed that identity and step into a higher level. Wow. That's like real metaphorical. I mean, we're just shedding skins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like a snake. Like a snake. Yeah. Yeah. The question is coming up for me and I wonder if it's what step four is, is like once that decision is made, you know, you start to wonder is like, do I keep even subconsciously like going back? Is it like this part of that up and down on the spiral or is it like the decision and then that's just who you are and we go into step four? 
Yeah. So step four is aligned action. That's so you have to, you really, if you're going to be moving through the world consciously, you have to do the inside job first before you then take an action. Because if you haven't done the inside job, then you end up taking actions that you can't see the blind spots. You can't see what the issues are with the action that you're taking because you're taking it from a place of either I want to distract myself or I just want to feel better. And then you end up contributing to the problem. From the You take the action from the old identity. From the old identity. Yeah. yeah. Because you haven't... So the, the aligned action is an action that's aligned with the new identity that you're going to take. So if we're talking about something very simple and we're still using racism as kind of the main topic. One very common thing is a lot of people very unconsciously maybe lock their door when a black man is walking by. So maybe the identity that is part of, you know, the new identity that you want to take, maybe the part of one of those aligned actions is that you no longer lock the door when you see a black man walk by. Something simple like that. Mm-hmm. It could be, I do see a lot of people right now and I don't want to label it good or bad because I don't know where they're coming from with it. But I do see a lot of leaders, thought leaders who are now trying to support businesses owned by people of color. And we can say on the surface level, oh, that's a great thing. That's a great idea. Hmm, it actually might not be a great idea because what that can look like is, hmm, I'm going to have to just say it and be a little triggering here. It can look like saviorism. Right. Like they need me so badly. I'm going to come and save them. Like we see this all over the world. Like most of our philanthropic ventures are that, and it can be very disempowering to people because that isn't actually what they need nor want. It can become a handout instead of a hand up. So if you have done the conscious exploration and recognize that you are the one carrying within you certain biases and judgments that you're trying to move through, then that's your biases and judgments. So then you have to do, there is another level of work if you want to take those sorts of actions. <laughs> that you really want to do to explore if you are operating from saviorism or if you really are actually empowering people. There are a lot of things. I'll tell this story. This is a good example. When I was in college, I was pre-med. My plan was to go to medical school. And after having my son, my senior year, I took him to visit a, a neurologist. It was actually for me. He was with me. And the neurologist who, by the way, was an Indian man, okay, Indian man, proceeded to tell me, the first question he asked was where my baby's father was. And I said, not my baby's father, my husband. Hmm. And he's very much involved. And he, of course, was like prying. And all of his prying was based on these stereotypes that he had in his mind. And he is a person of color. And then he asked me what I was in school for. And I said, I'm getting ready to graduate and go to medical school. And he said, Oh, that's great. You should probably hurry up and apply before affirmative action ends. 
Mm. We had made the assumption that I needed help Mm -hmm. getting into medical school. And I very politely told him, actually, I'm graduating magna cum laude and have all, I mean, I can get into medical school without anyone knowing the color of my skin. So some of these things are created and I'm not saying that they are not helpful, but we also have to look at and be really mindful of, is this actually in alignment with this new identity that I'm trying to step into? Am I actually empowering? Am I actually being that version of myself or am I still being the old version of myself from my high horse and trying to save someone else, which then creates this. It's just another issue because then you are still positioning yourself as better than. Right. There really is this like paradox around empowerment, right? Like, Hey, Makosi, I empower you. It's like, well, how disempowering is that? Right. <laughs> like, you're welcome. I empowered you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, so the power is coming from you. Right. Not from and you. I give you permission. You have my permission to be, to have power. Yeah. Yeah. I empower people. That's what I, right. You know, like I'm an empowerment coach. Yeah. I feel like everything you're sharing here too gives an answer to the question of why everyone is like, one person does this and it's right. One person right now during this time, one person does that and it's wrong. It's like, so what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I do. And I think, oh my gosh, this is so what's missing. And it gives such a deeper understanding. And it's, you know, we've always talked about this, right? Like what's beneath and behind just the 3D actions. This is, yeah, this is powerful. Amazing. Do you have anything else to say about this fourth step about the aligned action? Because it really does. It does feel like it's just this cycle through this, you know, over and over. The thing again. I will, I definitely want to add about the aligned action is it doesn't have to even be something big. Mm-hmm. It does not have to be something big. An aligned action can be, you know, most of the, your listeners are either, you know, entrepreneurs who maybe have a team or maybe don't have a team, but looking at, for example, where do I spend my money? Do I always choose people that look like me? Have I been doing that? And then maybe the aligned action is, okay, this next purchase that I need to make, I'm going to sit in conscious awareness and make sure that I've at least included in the pool some diversity in there. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Please don't. <laughs> please don't do the white saviorism thing. <laughs> you know, and, I, and when I say that, I mean, really, it's like a Western thing. This is a Western type of issue that we have anywhere in the world where we want to do the saviorism thing. Like, I'm going to choose this person because they are a person of color rather than I'm going to choose this person because they do really great work. Like this is top notch work and I want to support that. And it's that simple, like that little bit of a difference. It's so subtle in most people's minds, you know, cause it can be the same thing that you see with your eyes, but a world of difference. Absolutely. So that's another reason why we have to really be careful about, judging what people are doing, Mm. judging the behavior. We don't always know where it's coming from. And the outcome is definitely influenced by the intention that we're coming with. Absolutely. 
that intention is going to affect what ends up happening. That the intention is the energy that you're bringing. It's the energy that you're bringing to the behavior. So again, they don't have to be big, huge things or like big, huge shifts, but they do need to be in alignment with who you're trying to be moving forward. Mm-hmm. And the only way that we're really going to move through this and birth the new world is for us to really have these kinds of conversations and taking full responsibility for our own emotions and our own triggers and reactions, because we don't always know where that action is coming from. And sometimes people are taking actions that just look good. Like I'm a leader, so I have to do blank when really none of the deeper insight, deeper self-reflection was done. And so then it comes out in a way that's carrying the energy of, I didn't do any Mm self-reflection on this and I'm just doing it because you guys are pushing me into a corner and I feel helpless to it type of thing. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Four steps one more time, just to recap them for our listeners. Step one, realization. Step two, contemplation. Step three, the integration. And then step four, the aligned action. So simple. Not easy. <laughs> yes, it's probably, you know, you got to have a real level of bravery to do this level of, I know. of yeah. inner reflection because it is not easy. Mm-hmm. This has been fantastic. So thank you. Thank you so much. Any final words on this or anywhere else you want to take us before I start directing our listeners to where they can connect more with you? No, I think that we've, I mean, I've given a lot. I do encourage people to recognize that part of my role is that when I'm speaking and and sharing things, there are those multiple layers. So I do want to reiterate that, that this is something that you're going to listen to you're going to get one level of understanding. Then you're going to listen to it again. It's going to be a whole, you're going to be like literally an entirely different experience. You could listen to this probably 10 times and take away something very transformative and something different every time. Mm -hmm. So every single topic that we were talking about has so much impact in your life. If you just sit with it. Yeah. Thank you. Where can we connect with you further beyond this episode? Well, the first thing is I highly recommend I've got a a free quiz, which will help you to recognize and understand how conscious you are. So that quiz is going to help you to get clear on what stage you're in, the common mistakes that people make at that level of consciousness. And then also there's a bonus custom activation, which will help you to step into becoming even more self-aware, even more empowered. And as you move through these levels, your ability to transform your reality and others just grows. Mm. Can you just speak more about that bonus activation? What does that mean? Is that, is that like a DNA activation? What are, what are we doing there? One of my gifts is the energy in the words that I'm speaking. 
is an activation. So mm-hmm. people didn't know it. I didn't like put it at the beginning, sure. yeah. but this itself is an activation. Mm-hmm. But the activation um, at the end of those different levels that are unique to you at your level are essentially activating you at a deeper level, deeper energetic level to be able to step into the next level wow. and really and really um, activating that power within you to see what you haven't been able to see before, get you through that stuckness and plateau, et cetera. Yeah. So it's like the opposite of a meditation. Got it. Yeah, no, it's so fucking good. Amazing. Where do we go to get started? Okay, so that one, I'll of course send links to you, but that one's at bit.ly backslash Royal Shaman Quiz. Okay. And they can find me at the Royal Shaman on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We're going to link that all up in the show notes for you guys. And I think it's just as simple as saying, if you're still here, you know, that says a lot, right? Because we're talking almost uh, an hour and 40 minutes. Didn't feel like that, did it? No, it went very fast. It went very fast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, for anyone who's like literally gone through this episode and really sat with this this entire time, I just want to give you like the incredible hugs and round of applause to you because this is what I would say probably maybe 1% of of people would do. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of it is that not everybody has to do this work. And guess what? We get to be the people who instigate the change for everyone, even if they don't do this. Yes. That is, that is freaking huge. I get that at my core. That's so beautiful. So if you made it to this point, then it shouldn't be like a question. Should I, should I take the quiz? Should I take the next step? Like you're here. So that's just, that is the next step. This is beautiful. So go do that. We'll link all that up in the show notes, make it real easy for you guys to go there. And I'm just so thrilled about this because it just was, it was powerful for me. It was challenging for me. Yeah. Just listening, you know, but just offered so much perspective. So even though it resonated with me, it was still, (laughs) it was still uncomfortable for me too. Like it can be both. I think, you know, it just felt like what I was seeking and hungry for myself. So, well, I'm glad that I could play a part in that. (laughs) Yeah. And play a part for so many others. So keep us posted. You know, I say this about every, when I have a guest on every time, but please reach out, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram and let Makozi know, like (laughs) I'd say what one thing that impacted you, but share something, anything, multiple things to do it, you know, but just let her know, uh, let me know, please. Cause it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. Like you're, we're doing this. This isn't live. I don't have comments. We don't, you know, see, we just kind of do this in this like silo and you always start to wonder like, what did people think of that? So let us know, let her know how this episode impacted you, where you're at in this, in this four step process, please. So thank you guys. It really means a lot to me, to our listeners that you guys are, are here. You made it to the end of this. So I appreciate that. Cozy, I, I appreciate you so much. This is extraordinary. Thank Thank you you for having me. And I am, you know, I think that this is a time where a lot of people are kind of hiding out of fear. They don't want to misstep. And so if you do have any questions, you know, feel free to shoot me a, shoot me a DM on any of the platforms. And I'm happy to, happy to assist if I can. That's very kind of you. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much. We'll see you here on the next episode. Mind your business podcast. Take care. 
All right, so I've added this little piece at the end of that episode just so I can include a little bit of, you know, my own thoughts and perspectives and and stuff like that. But I wanted to get you guys through the episode first. So even if you're hearing me now, that means you've made it this far. And that's a, that's a pretty big accomplishment if you ask me. You know, it might have been a, you know, challenge to get through the episode. It was, you know, it was hard for me, to, you know, to go through it. You know, I just want to share some, you know, things with you that hopefully offer even more more context or any value of any way. I mentioned I work with a shaman. I don't really, haven't really up until this point talked about it. I feel more and more called and compelled to talk about it. I started that work five years ago, but it really amplified and intensified in the last two years. Makosi kind of talked about what a shaman is. You know, it's not just somebody who goes to a shaman school and gets a certificate and says, cool, now I can be a shaman, right? So when I started this work, I was kind of warned, you know, I was very much warned, like, it's not easy. It's definitely, it's not easy at all. One of the things that I was warned about is something called a shamanic death. Shamanic death. And that sounds really scary. I've had several of them now. I think, I think I'd have, not several, I think I've had three before this whole week. And what a shamanic death is is it's it feels like you're dying in a lot of ways emotionally it can be torturous i mean it's like your own emotions are just strangling and suffocating you and i'm not someone that's ever had suicidal tendencies because i love life so much but when you're going through it you're literally like i've said like i just want to exit the planet so they can be intense and they can last for days and then like a storm that just clears it's gone and what a shamanic death is to my limited understanding comes to be is there is who you are and then there's who you think you are. So who you think you are is when you look in the mirror and you say, I am, and you say your name, right? I'm James. I am blank. And you look in the mirror and you think that's who you are. And one of the first things that my Don told me was he said, who you think you are is just the pinky of who you truly are. And if you just kind of chewed on that for a little bit, the implications are massive, right? So there's who you truly are and then there's who you think you are and who you think you are is just the pinky of your entire existence. You are so much more than who you even think you are. And we are going through, and this is coming from him. This is what he shared with me. We are going through a massive, massive awakening right now. This is a massive ascension. And in order to become more of who we truly are, what do you think has to happen? <laughs> we have to let go of more of who we thought we were. We have to shed layers and layers of who we think we are. And when you're in the middle of that as a shamanic death, the tanal is what it's called. It's like, you could call it like, consider it like the ego. The, the, you know, it's like the part that thinks you're just 3D. It dies a hard death. It doesn't let go easily. That is why 
this has been hard for so many people, but just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not a good thing. Because what the Don's wife said to me as I was going through one of these that I'll never forget is she said, number one, the awareness that you're going through this is going to help the most. So a lot of people right now are saying, what the is going on in the world? And could it get any worse? And why am I like, oh my gosh, right? Well, that's, you know, maybe your shamanic death. And she said, the awareness that you're going through it helps tremendously. Because on the other end of every shamanic death is a catapult, a quantum leap in your evolution, in your progress, and in your perception. In other words, you will come out the other side so much more. But it's important that we recognize that that's what we're going through. It's important that we don't judge it. Don't judge ourselves. It's important that we give ourselves love and compassion through this process. And when I talked to the Don about all of this stuff on Monday, he was very blessed to have the opportunity with everything going on where he talked directly to me for about an hour and 10 minutes or so. And he said, that's exactly what's happening. There is a purging happening with humanity. It's all a good thing because it all needs to happen. And as you really heard and what I really got from Makozi's episode is it's not about I'm not a racist because that's what I've always you know, said myself. It's like, oh, I just want to love everybody. you know. And I know so many of my listeners are too, but to understand that it runs deep into our DNA and we've got to yank this mother effer out and that's a purging process. But what he also said, and it just like, oh my gosh, opened my heart so much more. He said something to the effect of, what's on the other side of this and what awaits people on the other side of this is really, truly a wonderful thing. And so I hope today's episode can act as a guide for you in this very intimate, very personal journey as it is acting for me right now. I hope you can see that just your mere existence on this planet does something to the planet and to humanity. And that whether and whoever you are, your internal shifts, the internal transformations that you have, shifts your frequency, it shifts your energy. And that right there, as Makozi was really, you know, implicating and speaking to, that begins a shift that ripples around the world. And that has me really excited right now. It has me even just excited that what she had the opportunity to share could be doing that for people even in this, during this episode. And that has me really excited. So that's where I'm at for today. So I just want to thank everyone for tuning in, staying to the end. That's huge. Appreciate it. But obviously I invite you to continue working with Makozi in, in some way, even if it's just for business stuff, because she she does amazing stuff for, you know, high-performing individuals. And most of my audience are high-performing individuals. And, or, or even just reach out to her and listen to this episode again. 
So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I truly, truly appreciate it. And we'll see you all here soon on the Mind Your Business Podcast. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I wanna show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.